So I love this boom. Yeah, the booms. The booms oh, man, are nice. This is nice. So like you know, you don't have to like go in and out like you're a giraffe or something like that, and uh, you know you're not having to hold on to something the entire time. And they were cheap. Can't beat it. Perfect. Amen. You ready to go? Mm-hmm. Check one, two. All right, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Verity Podcast. It's your host, uh, Coach Brandon, over here alongside Coach Monroe, who gets to play interviewer today, which is going to be great. And we have a a really special guest today, and particularly a really special guest of mine. Uh, This is Mrs. Sydney Broderick Price. Sydney, how are you today? I'm good. (laughs) Been been looking forward to this show for some time, and we finally get to make it happen. And I'm looking forward to talking about what we're going to talk about. Monroe, what's, what's the plan today, dude? Uh, so, you know, usually when people come on the podcast the first time, they're a little nervous. And I feel like, you know, I was asking her, I was like, are you nervous? She's like, no. It's like, I'm nervous. The, <laughs> this is the first time I have to be Brandon and yeah. try and do as good a job as he does every week. So. It's the same way that she's at when she does any Metcons or anything like that. And you see something particularly nasty and she's like, that's going to be really fun. <laughs> so it makes her such a good CrossFitter. Well, cool, man. Without further ado, take it away where, sure. wherever we're going to go, man. It's your yeah. show. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had my wife on the podcast and you got a chance to kind of learn a little bit more about her and her experience with CrossFit. So I thought it'd be fun to do the same thing um, with you. And you have you know, kind of the opposite experience, I feel like, of what my wife had. And um, you guys went to school together, right? Yeah, high school together. Okay, so I guess what was your perception of Morgan? Honestly, I didn't really know her. Oh, really? Yeah, we weren't, like, I don't want to sound like mean, but we weren't friends. Like, Uh we just didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. We were in, like, different groups of friends. So, like, I I really didn't know her. I, like, Mm -hmm. knew who she was. And when I first came to the, came to the gym, I recognized her, but like, I didn't know anything about her. Hmm. Yeah. Did she have a bad reputation? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't, but like I said, I didn't, I didn't know her. But now we're great friends, so it's great. Good. So um, tell me about yourself. Where, where were you born? I was born in Fairfax, Virginia. Same place. Still, still around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so grew up born and raised, so man. What do you think about Virginia? I run across two types of people where either they're like, I've lived here my whole life, I hate it, and I want to leave, and there's people who are like, I would never leave. No, I love it, Um, especially because I got to live somewhere else for a while for college, Um, so it's just really nice to come back. I love, I always tell people I love the four seasons because we get, like, everything, Mm -hmm. and when I lived, so I lived in Utah for a little bit, and that would get super cold lots of snow and then i lived in florida where it's usually typically pretty warm all the time no snow so it's really nice to come back here and experience i just really like all four seasons a lot for sure yeah i mean i and the other thing i love virginia i was born in massachusetts and you know there's i don't think there's a lot of places where you can get cities mountains beaches ocean ocean all of those different things in kind of like a driving distance yeah um Cool. So born in Fairfax, what was, I guess, your upbringing like? Where, was it very strict? Was it, did um, you play, like, what, what was what was your experience? Because I was homeschooled, and so I had a very, like, sheltered kind of childhood. Um, no, it wasn't strict. I have my parents, Phil and Joni, and then I have two older sisters and a younger brother. Um, 
I was always an active kid. Mm -hmm. I was always into sports. I loved, loved, loved sports. Um, and so honestly, what I remember about my childhood is playing softball. And I know that's like, I don't know, maybe cliche, but like, I feel like that's all I did. Uh -huh. And so, um, my parents were awesome. They were super supportive. I started playing when I was eight and just from there, it just, that was my whole life. And it's so, just, and yeah. you, you wanted to do that. Oh yeah. They didn't like push you into it. No, I, when I was younger, so I always was very interested in like doing sports. Like when I was three, I started gymnastics loved it and then i like started soccer so i feel like every kid plays soccer mm. and that actually like i ended up breaking my arm when i was seven how'd you do that sid it's a dumb story tell us the dumb story <laughs> the story the story's it was just great at home in our basement i was seven like i said and i was we had like this big exercise ball and i okay. thought it'd be fun to like stand on top of it so we have like a basement sliding door mm -hmm. and i was holding like the top windowsill part out of standing on top of the exercise ball i don't and my parents were like playing ping pong like we were all just downstairs like having like a game night or something mm -hmm. and right next to the windowsill we had this like little indoor basketball hoop you know those like basketball games at arcades yeah. we had that in our basement and I was standing on top of the exercise ball, and of course I fell because I'm standing on a ball. And my it was my right arm. I just landed on the metal bar on the bottom Ouch. of that basketball hoop. Yeah. And I broke the three bones in my right arm. And I'm actually lefty, so it was actually kind of nice that I broke my huh. right arm. Interesting. Um, okay, so you said you have, you're right in the middle. Yeah, I'm the third. So, like, what, as far as the, I guess, pecking order of, like, the Broderick household, like, were you, like, what, aside from playing sports and doing softball, like, were you, like, the protector? Were you, like, the bully? Were you, like, the person that always tattled on your um, other sibling? Like, what, what was your kind of, I guess, role in the... Gosh, I feel like you'd have to ask my kid. siblings, but I feel like what I'm known for is being the athlete mm -hmm. of the family. Um, and I'd like to say I'm a little bit protective, even though I feel like I'm the youngest girl. I don't know. I feel like I always had that little protective instinct in me, mm -hmm. maybe because I was always around sports. So I just felt like I was tough or something. <laughs> but would, um, would you say you and your brother are closer or you and your um, sister? I feel like... Me and my brother were definitely, we had our, like, we were pretty close because we lived at home together a lot while my older sisters were out in college and stuff. Um, but I'd say, like, we all have our moments. We all definitely, we're not a perfect family. Like, we all get into arguments yeah, and <laughs> fight and annoy each other. Um, but then we also, like, when we're all together, it can be super fun. It, can be very we're a very loud family you can ask brandon <laughs> it, dude, um, it's, a, it's a really fun environment to be around really? it's very different from my household where like really? everybody speaks like one at a time in her household it's like sort of like anarchy but yeah. in a super fun and uh a very fun way it's just very loud it's i feel like we're pretty well-rounded so my sister and my brother did like musicals and plays and then me and my oldest sister, we were more like sports. So like, but we all like all that stuff. And so it's like, I feel like it's pretty well-rounded and we get a lot of everything. And Okay, so fitness has been like a big part of your life. 
for forever, right? You were like you were the sporty one in your family. What, um, I guess, how did that start? And because like for me, I was never pushed into fitness. And like, you know, this is probably a question for later, but like, um, I don't know. What, how, did, how did you come across softball being the thing that you do? Did your older sisters play? Were you, were you like, how, how did you, I guess, pick softball? How did fitness kind of just come in, into your life in such a way? Um, so I'll start with softball first. I didn't, my sisters didn't play. Well, like, I think they just started like t-ball. They never really liked it. Mm-hmm. And so actually back to breaking my arm. So that was during soccer season. And I think, I think I had to like, it was a long time ago, but I think I had to like pull out of the season cause I was in a cast. And then the next season coming around, I was like, Oh, like I want to try softball. And I think they were the same season. So I had to pick one and I was like, Oh, I'll try it and see how I like it. And I just, I like instantly loved it. So it just started at a young age, right? When I tried it, loved it. I was horrible, really, really, really bad. <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah, I was really bad at the beginning, but I was like, you could tell that I just had an interest in it right away. And um, hmm. I just, we got like, it's actually kind of a cool story. So I like somehow made this travel team when I was like nine, I think. Um, and it was like a pretty good team for like being 10 and I was like the last person to make it. I was the worst one on the team. I think the coach was just being nice and like I just wanted to try it and he let me make it. And I never played in the fall season. Like I was very bad. I just, but I loved it and I would <laughs> practice. And after that season, I went, I like, me and my dad, my dad was always there and we had a talk and he was like, and I was like, dad, I love it and I want to get better. So he looked and he, talked around we found a hitting coach I hit with him all winter and I just practiced with my dad we would go to a field we would go indoors I had a hitting lessons all the time and then the next I think it was summer season came around and the coach was like she's definitely been working hard we're gonna have her be leadoff batter which is the first batter and I was leadoff the whole rest of the season I was a starter I did awesome and then from there I just loved it like just wanted to get better and work hard and be as best as I could. That's cool. So I thought you did, I thought you played catcher. Yeah. I was a catcher. So that, that kind of started. Am I stupid? Catchers so don't baseball, hit the ball. you play, oh, you play yeah, both sides of the ball, right? Yeah, so when yeah. she's referring to leadoff hitter, she's hitting first in the batting lineup. So okay. that's offense, right? I got you. She did play catcher on the other side, which is the defensive part. So I'm not really like sportsy. I got I you, like bro. CrossFit that's okay. stuff, We're so, good, man. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, so you played at a college level. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you took your athletics pretty far. What, um, I guess, what, for other people that are, like, looking for that route and that want higher-level athletics from a very young age, um, and I, I guess I would say speak more to the kids that are at that age, not so much the parents, um, but like, what, what do you think that you did differently apart from the extra work and clearly you care and you enjoyed it and you put in the time and you had the resources and everything to do it. But like, what do you think was that? Cause I'm sure there's other girls at the school that wanted it just as bad and worked hard and their parents got them hitting coaches and stuff. Like, what do you think was the, the difference that, that made it for you to be able to play at D1? 
Um, I mean, it's kind of what you were saying. Like, you have to work really hard. And, like, I, it really was my whole life. Like, I didn't care about much else. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of, like... I didn't do a lot of other stuff. We had to like sacrifice like family vacations over the summer and like spring break trips because I always had softball tournaments. And so I had to sacrifice a lot of stuff to do that. And I was 100% okay with that. And your siblings were like involved in sport at that level, right? No, they weren't like at the level I was. Hmm. What, did, what did you do outside of practice that enabled you to, to improve that quickly when you were at that young of an age? Um, I would do extra stuff. So you have to do stuff on your own. You can't just rely on like team practices in high, like for travel balls, typically like twice a week. Um, and so you can't rely on just that to, if you want to like make it to the highest level, um, you have to do stuff on your own. So I would go hit like a couple times a week just by myself. I would hit in our backyard. We, I would go to the field early or stay late with my dad and I would do extra stuff. Um, practices I would like put everything I had into it so that I could get legit good work at practice Um, but it just you really I think you really do have to sincerely love it because it does take up a lot of your time but I also think you have to have like that drive to want to do it and not everyone has it and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. like there's different paths for everyone but you have to want like I wanted to be the best so badly and I, I didn't want anyone to beat me out. I, I wanted my spot. I wanted to be the best I could be there. And if anybody, like, beat me out, I was pissed. And, like, that wasn't okay. And I had to, like, get better. And, like, you have to have that, like, drive and mentality where, like, but I'm going to be the intrinsic. best for my team. That's intrinsic. That's not that something mean? that came from within. Oh, yeah. That's not something that, like... Like, for example, like me in cross-country and running, had a talent for it. I wanted no part of that. Right, right. So she clearly, like, didn't have much talent in the beginning and just wanted it bad Mm -hmm. enough and then figured out the talent piece. What's the saying? Hard work beats talent, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's very true. Pretty cool. Um, Let's take a quick break. Okay. And then we'll come right back. Riding a bike too. 14 minutes in. Okay. Sorry to clap so loud. Uh, <clears throat> hold on, let me pull my nose back up. Playing a D1. Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, your injury. And I know that like high level athletics injury and setbacks and what you know injury? that kind of, what injury? What injury are you talking your about? Your wrist breaking? Oh, my arm. Or your arm? Okay, yeah. Um so like athletic injuries. I'm sure at that high of a level when you're working that hard and when you're putting everything into it, like there's a point where your body's just like says no and you know, you're trying to push that boundary of what is possible. So what is your experience with injuries in training for softball as well as like when you were actually in college? Have you had any injuries? Is there like, I know you, you move really well in the gym and it doesn't seem like you've had much, but 
Um, I'm actually, like, I have had a couple, but I was actually super fortunate that I never had anything, like, huge or, like, a big setback. Um, A big one I had was my shoulders are very loose, which is probably why I'm so flexible in here. But they, so I had tendonitis in my arm just from, like, overuse. And that's, I think that's very common in softball players. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would get, like, pains there. Um throwing and stuff but it was never anything where I had to like sit out or couldn't play and then the only other one I had was this one was actually probably my worst one I dislocated my pinky on my throwing arm and it's still like I have a scar and it's bent and messed up but um that happened actually my senior year in college right before postseason so it was like the worst timing that one I had to sit out for a little bit because I, I couldn't. It's my throwing hand, and I couldn't throw at all. Um, so, But it wasn't too long, and then I had to um, – I could come back in and hit for a little bit, but I, I was hitting like this with my pinky up <laughs> because I couldn't move it. And then um, towards the end of, very end of the season, I could go back in and catch, but it still wasn't, like, perfect. But So what is that – process like because I think a lot of people go through injuries here and you know I see people that where they're not maybe necessarily as passionate about you know their goal in achieving the highest level of some sport like you were but they still want to be able to keep moving and you know have fun and you know enjoy what they're doing but injuries can be like really debilitating and set back so like mentally like what is I would assume it's even worse when you're injured, especially at a high level in college and you're like, that's your whole life. Like mentally, I guess, what is, what is your, what is, I guess, what you hold on to so that you know that you're going to get through those injuries? Like when my knee was all jacked up, like I felt like I was never going to snatch again. Like, and that's all you can think about. You're like, I'm broken. My life is over. I'm never going to be a badass again. And then it's like, you know, you kind of pull your head out and, start to work on your issues and like now I'm like damn let me try and hit a PR again you know and it's like instant mindset shift so like what was I guess going through that injury like CrossFit doesn't really matter if I you know at the end of the day but that's kind of big deal Mm -hmm. how did you mentally get through that um I'm not gonna lie it was very tough especially because it was the end of my senior year and I was catching like I was the starting catcher and so I was catching majority of the games and we had another catcher she was a freshman she's very good and um she came in to catch when I was injured and I was just so like it like I said it's the end of my senior year we were ranked I think we were ranked number two at the time in the country like we were very very good Mm -hmm. and I was devastated because like I said, it was like the best time of my life right before postseason. Um, but I think you just have to one, like my teammates were awesome and I just had to rely on them and just be there for them and support them as much as I could while I was doing what I needed to do to get better and then just taking it to one day at a time because that was really tough for me because I was like, what if I miss the rest of the season? What if this is how my career ends what if I can't play in the world series or postseason like instead just taking it one day at a time and doing what I can that day and just small steps so then hopefully it can get better rather than just focusing on the outcome 
Yeah, I love that. And that's like, you know, I think that's everything is like, just take it today. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I have this conversation with my wife a lot where it's like, your emotion about anything is like, it's just your emotion. And it's just the way you're feeling about it. And it's usually not reality, you know? And it's like, if you can pull yourself away from the emotion, I always find that it's like, same experience with you. But the team aspect of it, um, I didn't think about that, you know? And that's definitely something Yeah, it's cool really cool because sport. it is a team sport. So it's like, it's not just about me. So there are other people there to pick me up and the team can still play and I can still do my part even if I can't be on the field. I can still like support and cheer them on and do what I can do while I couldn't throw. So what was your favorite memory now that we kind of went through like the bad times of college? What was your favorite memory playing at Florida? Florida State. Florida State. Um, is there, what's sorry? Is definitely there, a difference, man. <laughs> Florida, <laughs> okay. Florida, sorry. Florida is our rival. Oh, really? So I have to say, I have to correct. Okay, so what? Semi um, Seminoles is Seminoles. There you Florida go. State. What's, yeah, what's Florida? Gators. Oh uh, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I can see how that. So it's like it's like Virginia and Virginia Tech. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of yeah, what I that's like, you, right? Um, my favorite memory was definitely playing in the World Series. So yeah. if you don't know what that is, that's only eight teams make it out of every call every D1 college in the country. Only eight make it. So. First, to get into postseason, there's only 64 teams that make it. That's regionals. And then it cuts down to 16 teams, and that's called super regionals. And then eight teams from there go to the World Series. And that's the best of the best teams. It's playing in Oklahoma City, a massive stadium. It's always packed, full <laughs> house. It's on TV. It's on ESPN. And so you have your highlight reel? Yeah, you can, like. Like this past year when the World Series was going on, there was a commercial that she was in. Seriously? Yeah, with, with her yeah. big, bright, smiling face. We'll send it to you. It's cool. It's cool. That's so awesome. Yeah, I saw um I follow like House of Highlights on Instagram and there's like there was some they had some chick from Florida State that was playing softball. They just Jesse like, Warren. Yeah, diving. some like wild catch. She was it's, like, I know what? exactly what you're talking about. She's, <laughs> that was my teammate. Oh really? Yeah. That's so cool. It was awesome. But definitely playing in the World Series is my one of my favorite memories because that was always a dream of mine since I started playing. Like you watch it on TV every mm -hmm. single year. And kind of the crazy part, which we haven't really talked about, is that I first started my career at BYU and I played there. And like my sophomore year, I was at BYU and I was watching the World Series and I was like, oh, I want to do anything to play there. Like that's always been my dream, but I never thought it would happen. And then I ended up transferring and then the very next year I was playing there. Hmm. It was crazy. It that's was awesome. the coolest thing. Yeah. If you want it, it'll happen. You got to believe that you can get it. <laughs> What's that theory called? <clears throat> um... If you, you think it'll happen, like it's called. On the same page. I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, uh, ooh, I'll think about that. Yeah, but I know Sid, Sid, walk us through that story just a little bit, because I think that's a, that's a really big lesson just kind of in life. And you really took a lot of risk in going from BYU to Florida State. And I think, even speaking, I'm not sure anybody had done that in BYU softball history, um, transferring from that program to go to another one. So, you know, you wanted to play in the World Series, but, you know, what, what, did, what did you go through in order to make that happen, and then why did you choose Florida State? Um... Again, that was a really tough time. That was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. BYU was a great school, and 
great softball program, super pretty out there. It was really fun. I have made some of my best friends that I still have were from BYU. I was super close with the team, but like I said, softball was like my whole life. BYU and I, is not D1, right? No, it is. They're D1. Okay. That's, it a, that's was a big school. I don't know what makes yeah. the difference between So there's, there's, there's a number of different BYUs, and she went to the main BYU, which is in um, Provo, Provo, Utah. Um, so I, I went there my freshman and sophomore year and, um, softball just wasn't where I wanted it to be. I felt like for myself, I just, I felt like I wasn't getting any better. I feel like it was pretty complacent just being where we were and I wasn't okay with that. And like I said, I always wanted to play at a higher level. I wanted to be the best I could be wanted a chance to play in the World Series. I just wanted to see like how good I could get yeah. and like how far I could push myself and I I knew I wasn't going to get that experience there. And so why Florida State? Ended up deciding to transfer and I was looking at a lot of like the top programs and Florida State was one of them that so I had to email a ton of schools and they were one that responded and they seemed interested. They liked that I was a catcher. They liked that I could hit. They watched some game film of me. And I had a phone call with the coach and it was literally like, she's like, let's fly you out. And it was like the next day, <laughs> I had a plane That's ticket awesome. to Tallahassee. And it was like, it all was like, it's the craziest roller coaster, but it happened so fast. Mm -hmm. And I just, I went out to Tallahassee met the coaches, met some of the team. It was over summer, um, took me around school and I like instantly loved it. And I think the thing that I loved was how many people came up to me and told me how amazing the coaches were. Hmm. Like I didn't even, I didn't ask. I didn't like, I just had endless amount of people say these coaches like are so incredible. Yeah. And like, they will they will treat you like family. Like it's not just softball like they take you in they make you better for that's life that's like a real family and it really was like they were not lying and it was just they offered me at that visit and i accepted at that visit it just hmm. like happened so fast that's cool yeah everything happens gradually then suddenly yeah it was it was like surreal i sometimes still can't believe that i like ended up there because it was seriously like the best decision that's awesome yeah Let's shift gears. Um, talk about CrossFit. Okay. What, uh, like, what, how did you find CrossFit? How did CrossFit come into the fold? So it was. I assume you weren't doing CrossFit training when you were. No, I was High school or college. No. Okay. It, but it, I knew about it, and it was something I always wanted to try eventually because I just thought it looked cool, and I liked doing like hard, cool things. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so one of my roommates at Florida State, Ellie, she did CrossFit over the summer. And mm -hmm. Ellie is super into working out, being fit, all that stuff. And then my other roommate, Bella, so she started doing CrossFit too out in Tallahassee. And um, they would just, Bella would come back and tell me all the workouts that she did. And I'm like, those sound crazy. Like, that looks like so much fun. <laughs> and then my, actually my assistant coach at Florida State, he did CrossFit too. 
And again, he would come back and tell me about all the workouts. And he always told me, he was like, you would love CrossFit because mm -hmm. I think he just knew my personality and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I, I've always wanted to try it, but I couldn't do it during season. So I actually started it right after my softball career ended. So I, my senior year ended and I actually played in a professional league that summer. And then after that summer, when I went back to FSU, because I had to finish school, that's when I started it. So it was like the fall of 2017 is when I started. I went to the gym in Tallahassee that my friend went to, and I was like instantly hooked. And I knew I would be. What was the gym? It was called um, Black Box. It's not a gym anymore. Okay. But it was really awesome. Um, but I just instantly loved it because I... So as you guys can gather, softball was like my life. So when it ended, I was like completely like, what the heck? Like I was playing since I was eight. So I really didn't know what to do anymore. And like, I loved training for something. Like I loved going to work. Like I was always working for something. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why people were like, you would love CrossFit because it, it then put me into something else where I could like, train for I could compete a little bit which I love doing um I could just get better with myself which again I love like pushing myself and seeing what I can do and so that's why like right when softball ended I started CrossFit and it was like such a perfect transition because it gave me something else to like focus on and push myself in and something else to like dedicate myself to and then you made your way back to Virginia? Yeah. And to so, Ashburn CrossFit, right? Yeah. Because so, I met you after coming from Ashburn. Yeah. So what was your experience there? And I guess, how did you find Verity? What? You so know? once I graduated from college, I moved back home. And I was just to like try to find a job. I was living back at home again. My parents live in Ashburn, the house where I grew up. And of course, like the first thing I was like, I need to find a CrossFit gym out here. And the Ashburn CrossFit, where he used to work, that one was the closest one to me. I went to a couple, and that one was the closest one. And my mom actually went there a little bit for, like, a six-week training program while I was still in college. And my mom was like, this coach here, like, you would He's love. He's so dreamy. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> yeah, a typical mom thing. She's like, you would love this coach. He's amazing. I'm, and it's just like, whatever, mom. Like, I don't what care. A, what I was a like, matchmaker. <laughs> Thank I was you, in Florida. I was you. like, mom, I don't care. And so I came back, and that was one of the gyms I tried out. And I chose it because it was close. It's like five minutes from my Not house. Not because of Brandon. The cute, I didn't the know Brandon. Trainer, you know? So, but yeah, we, we didn't meet until after she had joined. Yeah. Mm. And so I joined that gym, and it was great. I obviously met my future husband, which is pretty cool. But I just liked getting back into CrossFit and going every day. It was awesome. Yeah, that's we cool. had some cool people there. Yeah. So tell me about your experience at this gym, Verity. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. I can definitely. So actually, me and Brandon were kind of talking about this the other day. So. When I first came here, I like hadn't, I've had my PRs for a while, like a, like over a year, like a long, long, long time. And she's, she's and, referring to like Olympic lifts. Yeah. And um, so even when I first started coming here, I like still had my PRs and I was like, all right, I guess like that's the max, like that's the top I can go. And then ever since like 
I remember instantly coming here and you were just like te- coaching your class and you went so in depth on lifting and I was like, oh my gosh, like I love this stuff <laughs> because like, like I said, I always want to try to get better. So when you were like teaching stuff that like I didn't know about and I was like, yes, like that will just, I like was like, this is going to make me so much better. Mm-hmm. And so then like, actually like it's been recent, like this this month last month i've been hitting prs like crazy Mm -hmm. and like it's taken a long time but like just coming here like every day and just like being coached by you guys and just really like listening and taking in what you're saying is like i'm finally seeing lifting like i've always gotten better at lifting since Mm -hmm. i've been here but now i'm like seeing the gains and stuff and it's really cool to like see that stuff yeah especially with the lifts like the snatch and cleaning jerk there is a lot of like finesse to it and there's a lot of like neurological stuff you know Mm -hmm. like same thing like when you hit a baseball like Mm -hmm. you've hit a baseball so many times that you know like when you wind up where that ball is going to go like me i (laughs) i'm just gonna swing around (laughs) at it you know um so i think that does take some time to like okay i hear what you're saying i'm doing the practice i'm getting it but now it's like drilled into your technique now and it's part of the way you lift and now you're seeing this progress, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so another question I have for you is, uh, what is your definition of CrossFit? And how do you explain it to people? Because it's one thing that like people are like, oh, what's CrossFit? What do you do? And I, you know, there's a hundred ways you could explain it. Um, what do you think CrossFit is? I normally explain it as just like tough, workouts that involve everything she's not in sales not in sales for us (laughs) (laughs) but i always i always tell them like it's so much fun but the reason i like it is because it's always different and you like you get every aspect of like fitness in crossfit so like Mm -hmm. it's not just like weightlifting it's not just cardio like you do everything which is what i love so much about it and that's what i tell people when they ask like it's very like you know like the high intensity constantly varied like i just tell them how much fun it is Mm -hmm. and how it's like different every day and you get to do everything and then i also tell people that like anybody can go because i know it's like the typical like even my mom is like i'm not fit enough to go like i couldn't i can't do what you do and i'm like mom like everything can be scaled like we have like grandparents can come in and do it like Mm -hmm. anybody can do it which i think is also so cool that any person can walk in and do the same workout that we're doing just a little bit different yeah and i and i agree with you i also do think that like you know when part of and i think brandon and i've had this conversation where it's like some people like hard things and that's like the theme of what I've gotten from talking to you is you're like, I just like pushing myself. I like seeing what I'm made of. I like, I like challenging myself. And I think there's some people that just don't really want that challenge, you know? And it's like CrossFit's for everyone. We can scale it. I have people that are in their seventies doing this mm-hmm. stuff, but like, I think it does take that. You got to want to push yourself. You got to want to, you know, get in there and get nasty, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> awesome. Okay. Um, what do you do for work? I work at this facility called 643. It's a big softball facility, mm-hmm. and I'm a trainer there. So I give individual lessons, group lessons, and I give 
catching, hitting, and I do some strength and conditioning lessons in there too. So what is your long-term goal with that? Um, do you want to keep teaching softball forever? Do you... No, I don't want to keep teaching forever. I obviously love the sport and it'd be great to be around it in some way. And I love helping like other people that love it as much as I do. But it can be sometimes frustrating when people don't care as much. I'm mm -hmm. sure you've seen that before yeah. too, especially for something that I love so much. And then seeing other people that they just don't really care and aren't trying, mm -hmm. it can be very frustrating. But it's definitely rewarding to like, because there are a lot of people that love it and want to get better and like thank me for what I've said to them. And it's just, yep. it's really cool. Um, Long-term goals, I guess, honestly, this might be a cop-out answer. I really want to be a mom one day. Why is that a cop-out answer? I don't know. So <laughs> I, okay, so people would always be like, oh, you know, I'm what's your job? And they'd be like, full-time mom. Before I had kids, I was like, that's a cop-out answer. That is not a cop-out yeah, answer. Dude, being, like, caring for children is hard. Yeah. No, I, I know it is for sure. And, um, you know, with me and Morgan, I'm like, hey, we got to balance some of this stuff. Like, I need you to take on more of the kids. And I, I think about it like that's more work. Not like, you know, I just need you to spend more time doing this. So Yeah. But um, kids are awesome. Glad you want kids. Yeah. Uh, what are your current athletic goals? Athletic. Like CrossFit-wise? Sure. Um, I know you're doing a competition soon, yeah? Yeah, I'm actually going with Brandon, Nick, and Bailey. Where is it? It's in New York. It's the Flex on the Beach. Oh, nice. So they have the Flex on the Mall here mm -hmm. in D.C., and then this is the Flex on the Beach in New York. So we're doing that in September. That's going to be super fun. Um, as far as goals go, again, I'm, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer this because I don't necessarily have, like, specific goals, which I know, trust me, I know is not the best thing. But I just, I always try to, like, I don't, I really like just like getting better and doing something that's really hard every day. And so I just, I really like sweating. I really like like pushing myself <laughs> and seeing what I can do. Um, and so just coming in here every day and just trying to get like a little bit better or just get a good workout in is honestly just what I'm trying to do right now. That's perfect. I was talking to Lauren before we were going on this podcast and we're, she was asking who was coming on the show. I was like, oh, it's Sydney. And she's like, oh, this is going to be so cool to hear from her. And I was like, yeah, and we're talking a little bit. And I was just reminiscing about a conversation I had with one of her parents. I can't remember who it was. And it was basically something along the lines of like, like Sydney is better than I am at CrossFit at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. We're talking about like why, and she's putting in a lot of hard work, but there's also just something inside her where she just like, and Laura and I were talking about this, where, you know, you get into like, you know, the deep dark place where stuff like really yep. hurts, and she like, Sydney like kind of thrives on that. And yep. I get I get to that point, I'm just like, man, I'm I want this to be done, yep. I'm gonna rest, uh, my heart my heart hurts, you know, my body hurts, and uh, she she thinks of it in a different capacity and even enjoys it, which is something that's endearing and really cool yeah. about her. It is cool. Um, okay, so you actually let's take another break, and then I'm gonna have one more question. We'll do a lightning round and then wrap it up. Okay. Okay. This is a breeze. Forty minutes deep, girl. Yeah, this is this is nice. <laughs> this kind of gets to be the audience today. It's pleasant. 
Okay, so marriage, my favorite topic. So, um, not going to get like too deep in the weeds, but I, you're newlywed. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and now you're settling into your life together. I think that's a really cool transition. And I got to have a great lunch with Brandon yesterday, and he seemed like life is just great. Like things like maybe that's just my impression of our conversation, but he just seemed like very clear-headed, very everything was sorted out. It seems like you you kind of arrived at a point together where there's no more stress about the wedding, and now like we're thinking about you two for the next five years. So what was like what was I guess the easiest part of that transition? And what was the hardest part of that transition from being single, I'm Sydney, I'm the sporty girl, I love softball, to now like you guys are becoming a family and you're becoming one? I'm still trying to figure all that out. (laughs) And, gosh, marriage is so awesome Mm -hmm. and I love it, but I'm not going to lie, it is very hard. And it's not... Like, I think it's honestly, I feel like I'm a little immature in the relationship sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's I'm, like, naive or, like, I don't have a lot of experience. So, Brandon was my very first boyfriend mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just focused on softball, never never was really interested in dating, didn't, didn't want to focus on that. And so, I feel like I'm still, even though we're married, like, I'm still learning how like even with myself like how i react to different things what i need to do for him like what i can help him with me like because i'm still learning about myself and like like i've told him this before i'm like sometimes i like feel like a completely different person because i was always like i'm a very happy like positive person but then sometimes in our relationship, I feel like I'm like, why am I like upset a lot? Like this isn't me. It's and it's, it matters. I don't want to say yeah. it bad. Like it's nothing like Brandon's doing. It's just something. And he always tells me this. It's something I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard. Yeah. But it's also so good. Like I'm not trying to be negative or down on it at all. I just know like. I feel like there's constantly stuff like I have to work on for myself to be better and like learn how to like move on and Mm -hmm. work with another person and forgive and (laughs) stuff like that that I suck at. So I'm still still working. That's good. Monroe, talk to us about that real quick. Is that that normal? Is that not normal? That's totally normal. And (laughs) I am like, um, I don't think that changes. And I don't think that that I don't think that that's a problem. I think that's I think that's the point is that it's supposed to be hard, and it's the the point is how do we figure out how to be together? And there's all every reason in the world to not be together. Mm-hmm. But you know, like marriage is like, hey, we're committed to being together. How are we going to make this work? And yeah, it's not easy. But good thing you like hard stuff, right? Yeah, you like She's in the right place, bro. Dark place, right? Oh, yeah. um, so I guess I should take your your what was the, what was the easiest part from pre-married Brandon to now? What would you be like? Oh man, this like what was the easiest part? And what was the hardest part? Yeah, it was it was just thrilling. You know, you get to you get to live with your best friend and basically share everything uh, in this in this life together, right? Mm-hmm. So automatically, like, our time together increased, which I absolutely loved and. You, know, you get to come home to well she gets to come home to me because I work at home and she she gets to go to the office you know so she, you, you get to wait at home for somebody and you get to do that 
Um, so that transition in living together and that's, that's been really easy and it's been great just because our time together has increased. And she also does a lot of wonderful things in the home that I really enjoy. It's super clean. She's like meticulously clean. Are you? Uh, I'm pretty clean. Sydney, scale one to ten. How clean? How clean am I? He, he's really clean. Like he's probably an eight, or but I feel like I'm like a twelve. Yeah, like, oh, I'm that, just extra. Okay. It's a true statement, but it's it's cool. And there's there's some different stuff to this. Like right, she does some acts of service that is really cool. Like she doesn't mind doing the dishes at the end of the night. She will do laundry without being asked. Uh, she'll vacuum the floor. Just like little things that like kind of takes that off of your plate. That's really cool and. You know, I didn't have that previously, right? So transitioning into the living together, I thought, has been seamless, and that's been very easy, and it's been very, it's been great as far as that goes. Uh, the hardest thing, as far as that goes, is man, just just um, treading treading the waters through the really rough times, right? The stuff that you don't like about each other, and trying to and trying to like improve yourself on the crap that you're really bad on, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, like for me. Um, I, I seem to get to answers in very quickly or solutions very quickly where I think it's very logical. And um, Sydney really, really needs to talk through things as far as that goes. And that, for, for some crazy reason, really frustrates me when I'm like, here's your answer or here's your answer. Just pick one. Like, why are we talking about this? But she needs that therapy to be able to kind of come to a conclusion, right? Uh, so doing the stuff, working on the stuff that you're you're really bad at, and sometimes that you don't think you're bad at. Uh, so there's a lot of you know self awareness that has to come with for that, sure. humility that has to come with that, and for sure admitting and, when you're and wrong and everything too. Will make both of you better. Yeah. Like you know, you may see it that way, and she may see it one way, and over time, you're going to get better at explaining things to her in the way that she understands, and she's going to get better at picking which answer you want. Yeah, and then you know. You move on to something else that you guys are just butting heads on, and then you figure yeah, that out, and then it becomes like, easy. That's, that's love, and you said it really well, where you're in a commitment with one another, right? And yeah, I, heard, sure. uh, I heard a description of love back when I was in college that I really hung on to, which love is just a commitment, right? I mean, there are moments of happiness and you know, where the emotion feels really good, right? But that's only a part of it. And there's mm-hmm. also a lot of parts where it doesn't feel really good. And yeah. the best of couples in love, when you're committed in a relationship, find ways to kind of go through that, right? And that's very normal, and that's something that you know, we've accepted from that standpoint, totally. even though, man, it sometimes really hard. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I remember, I think I've told you, but my, the first like dawning moment when I knew that Morgan was the, oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh man, this is probably the girl for me is she yelled at me and got really mad at me. We were like, we'd been maybe like gone on two dates. Like I had, wasn't in a relationship with her. It wasn't serious, but she got mad at me. And, like, she gave me this look, and I was like, oh, man, I better shape up. <laughs> I, I better fix this, you know? And I was the first person that I've, like, every other girl that's I've gotten to fight has been like, meh, whatever. I don't care about how you feel so much enough to make, you know, a change on me. So, super cool. Um, I'm happy for you guys. And as long, I think, as long as you both maintain, hey, everything is my fault and I'm always wrong, how can I help you? I think that if you both do that together, then it's almost impossible to fail. Yeah, we appreciate that, bro. Um, okay. Lightning round, real quick. What's your favorite color? Red. Mm, I think I already knew that. Why red? I don't Did you like that before you went to Florida State? Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now, it now changes. you have all this Florida State stuff, it right? It changes a lot. I just, I'm in red right now. There you go. Um, okay, what's your all-time favorite movie? Movie? Uh I feel like the one I'll, I'll say I like the Rocky series and the Jason Bourne series. I like I always okay. go; those are the go-tos. What's your favorite movie? 
Of all time? All time. I, I, Sydney would tell you I probably have about 50 uh, of all time. The first one that comes to mind is probably Ocean's Eleven. Oh, good movie. My favorite movie is Hook. That's a good movie, too. Yeah, all time. Okay, um, so I know you want kids. Mm-hmm. How many kids? I mean, I don't have any right now, so it's easy to say, but I want a big family, so I would say four or five. Okay, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't have any kids right now. That's so. not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope Morgan said she wanted a big family, and she's like, I always want three or four, and I'm like, what is it going to be? <laughs> um, okay, and then um, apart from your family, who's the most impactful person in your life? I would definitely say my Florida State coach. I could even say coaches. So Coach Alameda, Coach Snyder, Coach Wilson. Um, but Coach Alameda was our head coach. She was absolutely incredible just like one of the best people you will ever meet in your life really cared about us and not only in the softball sense but like really helped for like life things and like life mindset and it just it wasn't all about softball it was like making you better in life and she is absolutely amazing Hmm. okay um snatch or clean and jerk clean and jerk 100 (laughs) percent. not a girl uh run row or bike run Okay, and last question. If you had to write the perfect CrossFit triplet for you, Sydney, to just mop everybody in the gym, what would you what would be the three movements, the time and the reps that you would pick? Okay. Triplet. Heavy squat cleans. Let's go. Pistols. No. (laughs) If you're saying I'm gonna beat everyone, everyone. I'm putting in. (laughs) Um gosh, what would be the last movement? I really like handstand push-ups, oh, and I honestly feel like I've gotten pretty good at them. You're gonna say dumbbell box step over. Oh yeah, I could do those too. I know dumbbell she's nasty. At those, <laughs> I know man. you can do those. Dumbbell snatches too. I really like those. Um, but yeah, I would go with definitely yeah. hang or squat cleans, heavy squat cleans, pistol and pistols. Push-up. Yeah, love it. Well, it's been a fun conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Brandon, close us out. All right. Guys, thanks for stopping by the Verity Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, if you guys can scroll on down on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review on that. We would certainly appreciate that. And if you dare, if this is impacting your life, uh, post it on social media. You can tag us over at Verity Speed and Strength. Go from there. And uh, Monroe, tell us about your YouTube channel, where to find you. Find me uh, at Monroe Miller on YouTube. Pretty simple. Yeah, pushing out a lot of really great content, guys. Thanks for stopping by. You're listening to the Verity Podcast. Later, guys.